Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. I trust your anchor is gripped firmly to the unmovable, immovable Word of God. Great to welcome you today to the podcast, and we're going to resume what I was talking about in the previous podcast regarding what is the most valuable thing in your life. And if you'll remember, we were turning to a parable or a story that was told by our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, where the Bible says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and bought it. Uh, we reflected on that passage yesterday and noted that there's two different scenarios that's there. We talked about the first one. Uh, I reminded you of that very real uh, life situation where a man named Eric Laws was uh, called to summon to find a hammer that a farmer had lost in the field. And while he's looking for the hammer, all of a sudden he unearthed great treasure, the largest hoard of Roman gold and silver ever found in the United States. And Eric Laws is like that first man in the scripture that I just read a moment ago, that uh, he wasn't looking necessarily for treasure, but in the course of his life, in the course of his going on in his circumstances, and he found uh, not looking particularly for treasure, but it's exactly what he found. He knew he had to have it. Uh, when he found it, he knew that at whatever the cost might be, he needed to have that treasure. So he sold everything that he had, all of his possessions, everything that the rest of the world might value in order that he might get the needed money to buy the land. Uh, I'm sure his friends thought him crazy. Uh, I know that he was probably uh, laughed and scoffed at to buy that piece of property, but he knew what he was doing. Finally, he bought the land and the treasure was his. So you have that circumstance where people go through life and they're not particularly looking uh, for uh, that great treasure. They're living their life and they're just seeking to do what they can with the life that they've been given. And all of a sudden they stumble along this wonderful, wonderful treasure. And then there's another story and the story is in verse 45. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. He's looking for something. And when he has found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. I'm reminded of another story in the 80s. There was a woman on the island of Jersey, also in the British Isles, who told a metal detector enthusiast, uh, a couple of them actually, Reg Mead and Richard Miles, a strange story. And she told the story about how her father had been a farmer on Jersey and the island. And one day he had plowed up some silver coins in a field. And the two men were onto something. So they contacted the farmer and they asked for permission to search his fields for treasure. Well, the farmer gave them permission to search for no more than 15 hours a year after the crops had been harvested because there's other work that needed to be done. So every year, just after the harvest, they would bring their metal detectors and they would search the fields. They never gave up year after year. Uh, that was a long time ago, and a long searching period, as it were, from the 1980s. Well, in June 2012, after some 30 years of searching, they finally found some coins. 
In fact, they found 68,000 coins as well as gold neck torques and other uh, jewelry in the ground. Archaeologists established that the Celtic Coriosolite tribe built buried it around 30 BC while they were fleeing from the Romans. Its present-day value is over 10 million pounds sterling. Um, and that story is a little bit different because that story is like the second man that Jesus spoke about in the scripture. Uh, that second man was actually out shopping. He was looking for treasure. He was looking for a pearl of great price. He was looking for the finest pearl that money could buy. And like those two metal detectorists that went out there, uh, that man in Jesus' story did not give up until he found the most beautiful pearl that he was searching for. And when he finally found it, he sold everything that he had in order to make it his own. So Jesus is saying that in both of those stories that's in that parable, they show what it's like to discover the kingdom of heaven. And when you find it, you realize you've got to have it at any cost. I was reading, I was listening to an audio book even this morning on the life and the biographical sketches of J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, who had become friends after World War I. And the influence that J.R.R. Tolkien had on C.S. Lewis to bring him out of his agnosticism, uh, even from atheism, into, into a belief in Jesus Christ and an embrace of him is a, is a startling thing because C.S. Lewis came to be an ardent lover of the Lord Jesus Christ as he made his search. Uh, C.S. Lewis was very pointed and deliberate about searching for truth. Philosophically, he was going everywhere he could. He was talking with every known scholar and philosopher that, that he had respect for, and yet he was incapable of coming to a saving knowledge of the truth until J.R.R. Tolkien helped him to discover that pearl of great price. Because Lewis was looking, he was searching, he knew the truth was there somewhere, but he didn't know exactly where it was. So that was like this man. Uh, some are like this merchant. Uh, maybe that's you today, that you know there's a God, that you know that heaven and hell are real. There's a sense within you that, that has this overwhelming uh, understanding that there must be a way to God somehow. But where is it? Where is he? Uh, there seems to be so many alternatives. Even C.S. Lewis wrestled with all of those mythologies and religions and isms that are out there, and he kept running into so many dead ends. But he kept searching, and then, like that merchant in the Bible, uh, he found what uh, he was looking for. He found the kingdom of heaven. He found eternal life, and it was right. It was being right with God. He found forgiveness and acceptance with God. The Lord says in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, to close this up, note that both parables teach something that's very important. Jesus taught that the kingdom of heaven is very real. It's of immense eternal value. It's of greater value than all that you have. And it's worth giving up all that you value in order to get it. And that's a very big claim. And I want you to understand also what Jesus is not saying. He is not saying that you can buy the kingdom of heaven. You don't need to. Why? 
because he already paid the eternal price for you. He lived that sinlessly perfect life in your place. He went to the cross. He paid the price for your sins. You did the crime, but he's paid your fine. And on the cross, he bore your sin. He bore my sin. Christ was subjected to the eternal wrath of God. He was forsaken by God. He went into the outer darkness, and he suffered and bled and died for you and me. He paid the wages of sin, which is death. Jesus cried out, it is finished. It means it's paid for. It's all taken care of. And as the Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, For you know that it was not with perishable things like silver and gold that you were redeemed, uh, that, that you were redeemed, but uh, from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Jesus gloriously rose from the grave and he's alive forevermore. Uh, Christ comes to you and says, I've paid the price. I have purchased heaven for you. And I come to, I invite you to come to me. I'm the king of the kingdom of heaven. Listen, uh, Christ is calling your name even now. Uh, don't stop seeking Him. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading the Bible or going to a good Bible preaching church until you know that a glorious treasure like Christ is yours forever. Once you know Him, you'll want to know more of His unsearchable great uh, riches, Ephesians 3 8 says, so that you will keep on doing those things and you'll be able to sing His praises for all of eternity. God bless you today. Seek after the Lord. Desire Him with all your heart, and you will be richly rewarded.